reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but, of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double-aged, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and your Midwest pro wrestling historian himself, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? I'm doing well. I thought I was the Midwest historian until I got in that fucking Ric Flair watch along or pre-SummerSlam thing. And there was some questionable answers. Uh, you know, he he right. didn't lose the title to Bret Hardy, lost it to Yokozuna <laughs> and Lex Luger beating for the NWA title. It was, uh, but it was fun. Like I said, it was three bucks and you got to hear Flair talk about store, some stories he's never you know, he had never told and, you know, things like that. So it was really cool. He had a couple of cool Harley race stories. And so I was, it was well worth three bucks. I would, I didn't give a shit about the trivia. That's cool though. I knew when I saw that, I was like, well, for three bucks, I mean, he might at least get a good time out of it. Yeah. So. And, and it was, and it was, uh, fun. They sh- player showed his new boat. He's got a new boat. Uh, and he's out there on the dock and he you know he had some buddies sitting there and they were even asking you know him questions and um you know just fun like he was relaxed it was fun uh he does he did say that um they asked him about the wrestlemania 24 retirement match Mm -hmm. with sean and like if that was rehearsed Sean saying I love you and blah blah and Flair's like no and they kept saying how he's an emotional guy and how <laughs> he goes Sean told me to shut my mouth and and he would call it he goes hell I damn near started crying before I even walked out <laughs> yeah the emotions on his face the entire time that's cool though man you get like little stories like that and he's able to do things like that now because he's obviously free to and, do and them, right? yeah and he obviously like there's still something there because he was, you know, he put him over a lot and, uh, you know, he, he was in no way derogatory at all towards, uh, WWE at all. That's good for me. I, um, I'm sure if you guys listen to tales from the state, you'll hear in breaker and Bane's power hour, you will hear that. Um, I met up with drew Vensel and tier one, Travis Fowler. Okay. They had a, they had some kind of magazine exchange that was happening where like, Drew's like, oh, yeah, he's buying some magazine. Then pulls out, like, a fucking 200-pound crate. Buying <laughs> <laughs> magazine. a bookstore. They're like, they're, like, dude, you might have to help move this. I'm like, how many fucking magazines you got? But it was a lot. It was just a bunch of WWF magazines, all That's in really cool. good condition. Um, and then uh, I think Travis gave him, like, a what, like a Hasbro Warrior 2-Up. Oh, nice. All resin. It was really, really, really dope. So those guys had, like, a big boy transaction I got to witness. Okay. I was stopped in the card shop. I think me and Travis both just got some top loaders. They were, they were pretty busy in there on a Saturday or whatever day it was. I, I need top loaders bad. Yeah, it was yeah, last. I mean, you do? Bad. 
bag. Get with me. I'll get with me because he's got – I can get these. Look, six bucks. Yeah, I need a bag. Okay. I, I keep asking the card guy here. Like, I honestly could sell those. You get on, you get on penny bucks. sleeves? I got penny sleeves. He was trying to sell me those. I was like, no, dude, I need the hard ones. Okay. Because I have six stacks of penny sleeve uh, cards here. <laughs> so I need like a thousand top loaders. Okay. I got you. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll stop in tomorrow. And I'll FaceTime you. We'll get all that done. But anyway, Drew had never been to uh, Roosters. Okay. Which Roosters is kind of like, they serve a whole chicken wing. Kind of like Hooters back in the day. Yeah. Really, really, really good. So, which I felt bad because I was like, you know, Drew's been here several times. We've met up and I didn't know because like, are we to win? You know what I mean? Because I love Roosters. So it's, I don't want to put it up like, oh, it's the best wing place ever. It's just a really like Columbus staple. It's kind of surrounding central Ohio, stuff like that. Very affordable. Um, Drew was very happy at the wings. It was always, I was the first time I met Travis in person. So it was. How, how it was, was he? How was the tier laid one back. Travis Fowler? Travis, super laid back dude, man. Super okay. laid back dude. It was really, he's, you know, you meet somebody for the first time, you never really know, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, but we've talked so much, so much like via text and things like that, that like that's, he's the homie. So it was really, really, really good to see him. He doesn't uh, text me and I think he, he thinks I'm mad at him because I cussed him <laughs> for buy, having to buy that belt. He came back and bought a couple fingers too, so. Hey, that's okay. Everything it was it was all great. Right for the Brown, right for the Browns' first preseason game. So shout out to them. And also, uh, Tailsmith Estate opened up their uh, T-shirt shop. They did over at Whatamaneuver.net. So I actually bought the, the "We're Live" pal shirt, kind of like the take on the WCW logo. I'm 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 gonna have to get one. Uh, he did say nice things about me there a couple weeks ago. I was listening, and he was decent about it. He he said I could come stay there. At and the also. It's a lot of very Drew fans will heavy the start of the show, but congratulations to him and Caitlin. They are um, expecting twins. I, I don't know if you've seen, I commented on Twitter, but I said, tell me he did not, you know, drop twins in this poor girl's, you know, uterus service. Whatever, whatever you're about to say, think real carefully. Here. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I was like, we don't, we could have the Haddocks boys and the Dominator listening and. We don't need that. So, yeah, I mean, but congratulations to them. I would have, he's so happy. He told me he actually had a feeling as Bob Eaton just fucking takes one in the gut from woman. August 19th, 1996, Nine. Nitro. Okay. But um, he told me he was expecting it. I would have fucking passed out. Right, twins. That's a lot right Ooh. there. Going through what I'm going through times two. Lily bug, Lily bug. She, uh, him, bro. Hey, Lily bug FaceTime me a couple times. You know, I wasn't, yeah. wasn't mad at it. She wants to see uncle Husky. She, she took a bump today in the backyard. <laughs> Eric's like, get back in the house. And she just falls over, takes a back <laughs> bump right in the grass. Yeah. She, uh, I'm getting a lot of shit. Cause she does watch a lot of wrestling. So, you know, Bumps to the dog bed and things like that are pretty common occurrence. Speaking of <laughs> wrestling, this is a very wrestling-centric show. We're not going to be talking about figures and merch and things like that. We'll get back to that this week. We had an elite wrestling weekend. Something we Stuff we've talked about for a long time. We have SummerSlam. We're going to talk about that. A, lot, a couple returns. 
yada, yada, yada. But Barry, I would be remiss if we didn't start with the most important thing I think that we saw on wrestling TV this weekend. CM Punk is back in pro wrestling, Barry. You're shitting me. Mm. Did mm. not know it. Did not hear about it. What worst kept worst kept secret in history. I mean, it wasn't said. Highly speculated. Uh, Tony Khan came out and said that you know he will deliver. So it was like, like that. I knew. You know what I mean? That okay, we're gonna get CM Punk. Didn't know when. Didn't know how how it was gonna happen. And also kudos to everybody in AEW because you didn't see a single leak. By the way. Yeah. And that's rare these days. So shout out to them, everyone that works backstage right there. But for them to do it like they did, like there was no suspense. Like if they had saved it for the end of the show, I feel like people would not have been very stoked to see matches in front of them. They wanted to see CM Punk. When that show started, they were chanting CM Punk. And when Cult of Personality hit, that was that was one of the most special moments I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Now, obviously, I'm biased. I'm a CM Punk fan. I'm one of them people that was the lapsed fan and then discovered him and kind of fell back into it. So he was a big catalyst. It's the reason why this podcast even exists. Yeah. Okay. I And I saw people, like, making fun of the dude that was crying in the stands, by the way. And I, I was not crying, but I had a tear. And it was – I was happy. I was that fucking happy. Like, my favorite dude is back. And to see him when he came out, I don't think, and this is what the marketing director said to me because she watched it with me. She had a tear in her eye, and I said, are you crying? She's like, it's just so amazing to see somebody that happy go back to the place where people love him that much. And he just, and you can see on his face how much he realized it. When she put it like that, that I thought that summed it all up. And he did the dive into the crowd. He hugged a couple fans, hugged Frank the Clown. You saw that yep. ringside. And then he got in the ring, and I, he said he just, from the top of his dome, cut an amazing promo. Did he take a couple shots at WWE? Sure, but not over the top, I didn't think. You know, it was, he apologized for the choices he made upset people, and I was not one of those people that was upset. You know, I don't, I don't want anybody, I don't need like a dance monkey dance in front of me. You know what I mean? If, if, if you're not happy and you're sick, go get right. And yeah. if you want to come back, cool. It, it, dude, it is your life. And you have earned the, that right to make that decision. And kudos to him for making that decision. He came back. I think that he's right where he belongs. I think the possibilities are endless. Tony Khan said it was not a short term. Did you watch the media scrum on YouTube? I didn't. So it was just a lot of questions about his contract and stuff like that. Um, they, didn't, they didn't really specify on what it was. But they said it wasn't short term and it wasn't part time. CM Punk said he will be there. He's on Wednesdays, Fridays, four Saturdays, Sundays a year. He said he is back. Hey, <clears throat> to me, what that, what that, what you're getting with him, and which it's been known from when he started from IWA Mid South to OVW, to he is a fucking wrestling junkie, mm-hmm. and. For and I think it's and this is where people kind of have that connection with him. Like you, we talked about off there, kind of where it's rare that you get a connection like that. He is a fucking wrestling fan. Like I mean, I don't even know what his thoughts are because Ian Rotten. There's people that are like he's piece of shit, blah blah, whatever. 
And he's like, dude, Punk will, if you don't know, like, he'll piss you off. Like, he's like, we're trying to smoke weed. And he's got his shirt over his fucking head bitching at us because he's trying to watch a wrestling match. He's like at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? And as a wrestling fan, you're like, man, at some point you're going to get burnt out. We've all gotten burnt out at something that you love. And I think he hit that wall where it was like they they just stripped everything of his creative side, everything like he. There was nowhere he could go but to back up and fucking I got to get out of here. And he was physically sick. Right. And you saw that when he came back, it was like, fuck, I met like I missed like he genuinely fucking missed the crowd, the chance like they say, fuck, I mean, Breaker, I think, could attest to it. There's no drug that'll get you higher than walking out of that fucking curtain. That's why they keep doing it. And I think that was a, we don't see it very often. I mean, like I said, you get those pops, you get those once, you know, I can think of like four or five top of my head that come close. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and we'll get into the other, the, uh, the summer slam and all that bullshit, but nothing this weekend came close to what you no. saw from fans, their genuine reactions to a star that they have watched grow from a fucking, an indie kid to a fucking worldwide fucking star. Andy gave him ice cream bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously he's going to have this first match with on September 5th against Darby Allen with Sting in his corner. The possibilities are endless for what he can do. The the this is the with all due respect to John Moxley, with all due respect to Kenny Omega, with all due respect to Jericho. This is the in uh, no pun intended. This is the needle mover that AEW needed. Yes. This is the guy that everyone in the country knows who he is for the most part, right? If you're a wrestling fan, you're a sports fan even, you know who see him. He's the most recognizable person on that brand now. Yes. Now, what he chooses to do with that is going to depend on a lot of success. I think that they're going to put him in positions to succeed. Also, one thing I like with AEW, what seems to be doing, they're not just throwing him in the title picture right away. He's going to have, and this is, goes back to, and I know people roll their eyes at me when I say it, wins and losses matter. Yep. This isn't, and we'll talk about SummerSlam later, this isn't people showing up for a title match being like, can I challenge for that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't think they asked for it, and, and that's the thing, is it's not, and we, I, I guess I'll get, I can get into it here, is it's not the, re, it's not the fucking the wrestler saying, hey, let me challenge for that. It's lazy fucking booking, lazy right. fucking writing where right. you go, oh, fuck. OK, I just and I guess that part I have to wait on. But he's not going right to the fucking t- like he's not challenging a chance. You know, what I mean, he's him and Darby. I listen, Darby's going to take a fucking crazy ass bump for this dude and yes. and, and get him fucking over. Where Punk's like, fuck, I liked working with that kid. Darby's going to do his best to remind people 
of how good CM Punk is in the ring and help get his work over. Yeah, that's and our, a, a go-to-sleep. He's going to take a go-to-sleep. Like a maniac. Probably, yeah. And it's going to be fucking <laughs> insane. Right. And and those guys appreciate. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Henry, I, I'm guessing, cried. Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark Henry is an emotional guy. If you watched uh, Hidden Wrestling Treasures or something yeah. from W, he cries all the time. And I'm like, and whenever, he murdered he you, saw, Whenever he saw a crying guy in the stands when Punk was coming down the ramp, if you go back and watch, you can hear Mark Henry say, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I love Mark Henry in that role. And he's a, he, again, we go back to it. He's a wrestling fan. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's his boy, too, by the way. So that was a beautiful moment. I thought it was about as uh, this is going to everything's going to sound like AEW's dick here, but whatever, fuck off. That was as well done as it could be done. It wasn't overproduced. It wasn't, you know, they didn't advertise it. They insinuated what was going to happen. They had little, you know, little uh, uh, treasure troves along the way, letting us know this could be what's happening. But then they organically let the moment take place. The announcers didn't talk over it the whole time. JR wasn't screaming. And by the way, JR, hats off, dude. I know I've been critical in the past here and there of stuff, JR. Go back to our Birdie Lee tribute show episode. Yep. I was not thrilled with his effort. I thought that he added so much to that moment. That was Attitude Era JR in my eyes. That was beautiful. And then Punk did such a good job just letting the moment breathe, right? Yep. He, 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 he got on his knees. He did the yelling thing, interacted with the fans all the way down. <laughs> Came down, started cutting the promo, dropped to dropped down to a, a Indian style position, sitting position, and got a pop for that. By the way, <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, the whole thing was just. I'm I'm obviously a CM Punk fan. He I I could go on and on and on. For me personally, this is just for me. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying for me personally, that was the. That was my favorite moment in wrestling. Maybe since Daniel Bryan won the championship at WrestleMania 30, mm. to be honest with you. Um, Edge coming back was pretty dope. Obviously, I thought that had a special connotation because that was the day Kobe died. Yeah. And I was sad. I was sad, sad, sad. And he made me forget him for a moment that, like, I was oddly grieving a person I never met, which that's a whole – we've talked about that a lot. Right. Um, I thought all in. Just the whole pay-per-view was just like, I know I've called it the Indie Super Bowl before, but I don't mean that as an insult. I thought that was an amazing thing and was obviously a, a step to what we're seeing now and kind of a step to what we experienced on Friday night. I was so excited. I drunkenly FaceTimed Dobro. <laughs> and I think I waxed poetic about CM Punk for about 40 minutes. I mean, hey. straight. Like I could have, if, if I wasn't drunk, I'd have been like, hey, we got to get on the microphone right now. We got to record yeah, because that was to me that was. I know I bitch a lot about wrestling, and I, I I I don't always watch. I go in and out of the new current stuff. I was I was reminded of why I love pro wrestling so much. That was amazing, and that's a hundred percent the reason why I watch is moments like that. Right, and that's the reasons that we hang on as fans for moments like those. Mm-hmm. Like and and this is just me. I think I honest to God think the only person, if if they came back even for one one match that would probably get a bigger pop, would be Austin. 
That's what I was going to say. So, it, and that and that's even The Rock, because The Rock's came back so many times, I, it just wouldn't be there. Austin's the only one left, pretty much, that hasn't came back that's that beloved by everybody. You know what I mean? Um, and f- back to re- he said Austin's the biggest star wrestling's ever had. That's what Flair said. Wrestling wise, not like Hollywood or no shit like He's that. He's the biggest star of my lifetime. Yeah. As far as I r- mean, just wrestling. Just wrestling. Yeah, wrestling wise. That's yeah. Um you know, like I said, The Rock transcended and went Hollywood and all that shit. But wrestling wise, I, I haven't seen anyone get to that Austin level of where it was just absolutely fucking insane. The, the Rock was the most talented performer I've ever seen. Uh, the career span just wasn't there because obviously. The 90s, yeah, I mean, fuck. He, if you look at his rise, I mean, he Survivor Series 96. Or was it 97, 96, um, to 2000 and what, three or four, seven, eight years? I was going to say, I was going to say two. Where whenever, he lost, whenever he, whatever SummerSlam, he lost the belt to uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, oh, two. And then he went like did Scorpion King and all that shit. So, I mean, we'll just say we'll give him seven years. Right. And, and a guy went to fucking Hollywood and became the biggest star in fucking Hollywood from pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. But you're but, talking about, you're talking about and comparing that moment with CM Punk, you're bringing yeah. up Ra- Mount Rushmore names now. Right. And that's what I mean is there's to get to that connection with fans. That's what people are. That's great. That fucking listen. Brock's a fucking dick. If you meet Brock Lesnar, he's a fucking dick. Or he can be. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, he can be. Uh, good luck trying to get him to sign. You know what I mean? Like, right, he's, right. And and for he's guarded and for good reason. I get it. Because mm-hmm. you got people trying to take advantage of you and all that shit. And I don't blame him at all. Um, bit, yeah. And and Becky's just not there. Like I said, the only fucking way that. Someone tops what we just saw this past weekend is if Stone Cold Steve Austin says, look, I'm going to do one more match. And the crazy thing is, is I think the only person he would do one more match with is CM Punk or The Rock. That's that's it. And I think, too, I think it would have been a mistake. And I'm I'm going back to Breaker and Main's power. They kind of planted in my mind like their show is interesting this week because they recorded it on Wednesday. But they kind of speculate on the punk thing, but the show released today. But it's kind of neat to listen to, right? Yeah. Because they were talking about, well, if this, if this, if they do this, that'll be a mistake. They do this, it'll be a mistake. And they were right on 100% of them, by the way. If punk would have came back and said he's doing one match, it's great. It's good. It's not great. Yeah. It's, It's a letdown, right? Or if he just comes back and say he's in a role, no, he's coming back as a, by all accounts, a full-time worker. Yes. Everything about it was correct. It was so good that your boy Jim Cornette, who has basically turned into Skip Bayless of wrestling, <laughs> he I'm mad at it. It's good. It's good for his business, right? Yeah. What? It's good for Skip Bayless's business. That's, that's yeah. What but they I are. don't. My thing with with Cornette is 
he's passionate about but he's passionate about wrestling old school wrestling which i mean we talked we were going to go to that show in chill coffee mm-hmm. and i was like if you guys see me talking wrestling with fucking jim Cornette, just leave me fuck alone i don't give a fuck what's going on in right. the ring just leave me alone <laughs> fucking but there's some shit he does it's like eh He's turned into shock jock contrarian opinion. It's good for his business. I hate AEW, but I'm going to watch it every week and trash it on my podcast so it gets clicks and views. And then the Coles of Cornette members fucking storm the ring and shit. It's just, yeah, Yeah. it's it's wild. But even he stepped out of his way and said he would have done it differently, but it wouldn't have been any better. It was done perfectly. Yes. And that's, that's... that's saying something right there. It when is. he fucking comes out and's like, "Hey, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't have done it better." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And especially all the shit he's talked. I mean, that's putting that over. And he is a he is a fucking CM Punk fan. I mean, from the ROH days when they'd have Heenan and Cornette come in, and that's mm-hmm. like oh four oh five. And I mean, and they would manage punk and do shit like that. And I think he has a real fondness for punk and punk's love for wrestling. And that's what I mean. That's what we saw. And you genuinely saw fans cry. You saw that emotion come out for someone they love. And I actually take that back. I actually think when the undertaker goes in to the hall of fame, you'll see, you'll hear a fucking a roar. Mm-hmm. And probably see some tears. But, yeah, great Friday night. Um, obviously, we don't need to talk about the rest of Rampages. I hate to be, I hate, I hate <laughs> it for Jurassic Park and Private Party having to follow that shit. Right, yeah. Because I was, I didn't even, watch, I had it on TV, but my phone was blown up so much. I, I couldn't watch that match. And Jay Cargo defeated Kira Hogan. Moxley defeated Daniel Garcia via submission. Sting, Darby, Allen. Eddie Kingston helped fight off 2.0 after the match. Show goes off the air. Blah blah blah. So this so, can, can I tell a, an inside a, a doing the favor inside tidbit? Yeah, I'm gonna tell an insider here. Eric always tells me he says you don't know how fucking how much this this Twitter goes off. You don't understand that. So when I start getting blast, you know, when I start ripping cards. You know, do it from the doing the favor account. So I'd log in there. So on my phone, it's like I'm logged in as me, but are the doing the favor accounts right there. So if my like I got fat fucking hands, so if I go to hit my picture and I hit doing the it'll log in or whatever. <clears throat> but I hit, you know, I'm I'm on mine, but I still get the notifications. <laughs> and so my fucking phone is going dang, 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 dang at like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what in the fuck is going? And mm-hmm. I every time I look, I could just tell it was doing the favor. Doing the, and I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude. I'm like, this is brutal. Mm-hmm. Muted my phone. <laughs> you have to turn the you have to turn the notifications off. Yeah, it was. It I to mean, too much. It was, was crazy. It was getting to the point to where it was running my battery down. Yeah, because I have it on vibrate. Yeah, like, I'd be at work, I have it on vibrate, I'd be in, like, meetings, and all of a sudden, zzz, 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 and I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, something big happens in wrestling, and, you know, I try to stay on top of it, it can blow up, and God forbid I have a, a hot take that people like, right? Right. 
then it really goes off. But yeah, you look, every time I open that thing up, it's you see notification is twenty plus, right? Oh yeah. yeah, and that's and that's the thing is and and plus I'm getting mine, and mm-hmm. then if I like one of our our tweets, I get that too. So I double. Yeah, so I, I guess yeah, that, that's that's another thing. I guess since it's on your phone, I quit tagging you. But when they they tag the the show and you. Which I don't, I don't mind. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. It's not something like irritation or nothing like that. But it's like that's like double the notifications. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we're popular, and then it's like, oh no, it's just me and Eric. Never right, mind. right. <laughs> uh, scale one to ten, will you give that? Will you give the um, punk comeback? Ten. It, you and, can't give it anything else other than a ten. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. You ready to talk some uh, SummerSlam? Yeah, yeah, I am. We're doing a full-on fucking review tonight, like the old days, dude. <laughs> Except it's not two fucking hours. And Except it's not, not every, don't, every don't match. Don't think we're spending an hour and a half on fucking SummerSlam, because we are and, not. And uh, we're nearing episode 200. I'm just throwing that out there. We are? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I have to look. Well, see, you got to go from, because our numbers were off from the blog talk days. So you're adding the blog talk with the fucking... Yeah, so then when okay. we hit the 100, and then you just count up from that episode 100. So, yeah. That's I'm trying weird. to see right now. Well, I think we're at one... It, it says, like, on here, it's like 160-something. This will be 163. Yeah. How many, how many blog talk episodes we do? 30 it wasn't it wasn't a lot i mean it was 30 something but remember we do that format sucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about some SummerSlam. i will say the first hour of SummerSlam i have not watched because i started at nine o'clock last night thinking yep. i could start at the beginning of SummerSlam and i couldn't no so we'll just kind of did you watch the beginning of it at all no okay well this is going to be a great review then guys do the best we can here uh, Big E and Baron Corbin was the kickoff match. Um, Big E goes over. CBS Sports gave him a, a B minus. Uh, Corbin gave up on trying to win. Said grab the briefcase and try to run away with it. What's up with Baron Corbin trying to steal the briefcase all the time? Can you just steal shit, WWE? Because Cena got his match at SummerSlam by just stealing the contract and writing his name there. Right. That's the thing. We can do that now. So I, my only question anytime Baron Corbin's around is, has anybody seen Baron Corbin and Dobro in the same room at oh the same time? Oh, I'm getting a fucking, I'm getting a text about this tonight. <laughs> I love Dobro. And did you see Baron Corbin was at the casino? He turned, he turned $20 into a hundred. Good for him. Yeah. I guess he says he's going to buy steak and beer or something. So, I mean, shout out Dobro. I mean, Baron Corbin. Um, Big E is, one of the biggest baby faces they have right now. He is. Um, and the funny thing is, is when I went to Milwaukee and watched the match that he had, and then somebody knew was in Detroit the next night, they did this same match, same finish. Really? It was, yeah. And I just, I kind of laughed. And that's what they were going around the horn with was like Charlotte and Nikki and, uh, Whoever the other one was. Yeah. Yeah. They were going around the horn with them and, you know, Nikki would get the win and then Charlotte gets the big W last night or well, we'll get to, which we'll get to. Yeah. But I mean, 
Big E is over, over. I mean, the the fucking fans love that dude. And he he's a fucking worker. That dude can do anything. Legit. Yeah, so he, he's going to cash in at some point. That's going to be a great moment. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship, AJ Styles and Omos versus RK-Bro. RK-Bro defeated AJ Styles and Omos via pinfall to win the titles. They gave it a B. Uh, Riddle took out Omos on the outside, driving the Giant into the ring post for Styles dropped him into the Moonsault Reverse DDT. The chaos led to a final flurry between Orton and Styles and then when Orton hit RKO for the victory. I like the match placement. I do. I like RK Bro. I think that's yeah, a I've, contradiction I'm a of, of a. I like tag teams sometimes that are like kind of opposites. Like if you're going to put singles together like this, you have them be kind of an opposite and there's like a weird fun dynamic there. And plus you have the the, the, the vet and the younger guy and two very different approaches as far as character work. I All cannot right. be more opposite. So I enjoy them. I enjoy them a lot. I, I'm, a, I'm a Randy Orton and Matt Riddle fan to begin with. So to see them together, it's I, I enjoy it. And it's, and it's funny uh, because Flair actually, they asked him about uh, Matt Riddle uh, last mm-hmm. night. And uh, he said that he, he's a big Matt Riddle fan. He's like, he's half tough. Riddle's Riddle's legit half tough. And they're like, he's they're like, yeah, he fought in the UFC. Like, what do you mean he's half tough? Like, he's like, oh, every time I see him, you know, he's always so respectful. And Flair said every time he sees him, he goes, no matter if he's down the hall or anything, he goes, you can hear Matt Riddle say, with a tear in my eye. <laughs> and he goes anywhere. He goes every time I see him, he does that. Every time. <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, that's great. You know, what I mean, that's awesome. Because we know, because it humanizes these guys, right? Yeah. And like in our personal life, like we know goofballs like that. You're from yes. Portsmouth. My God. They are plentiful down there. Plentiful. <laughs> well, you told you know you mentioned on the show you were outran by a crackhead in your prime. Yeah. You know, yeah. barefoot. Bear, I was, yeah, he was barefoot. I was not. <laughs> and you just heard the fucking seals coming smack, by. Smack, 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 smack on the fucking, on the 6th Street. On 6th Street, running towards the 6th Street carryout. Right. <laughs> Gave no fox. Where, Drunk, where 2.30 in the morning, yeah. Where men literally are shot in the parking lot and die. Yeah. <sighs> it's fine. Next up, we have Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie via pinfall. Dewdrop was out there with Eva Marie. I, I didn't watch this match. What, I wouldn't have watched. What does Eva Marie bring to the fucking dance? What does she bring to the table? Well, it's like the old school athletic 10, right? No. This is fucking what, what does she bring? You can't keep Bray Wyatt, but you can fucking sign her. Get into it, brother. This I is what ties. Yeah, this I is don't. what ties tuning in for. He told me he said, I can't wait for the sports show. But uh, no, I mean, it, listen, you're signing, and I look, Eva. God, Eva is. She's great to look at. She's she is, but fucking that is it. That's there's nothing after that, man. There's no like match quality. There's no payoff. There's, you know what I mean? There's nothing there. And, I mean, you're, you're keeping I see a people. Lot of, 
I see a lot of bad takes during her matches, and all I'm going to say is this. And there's all you get. There's a lot of people that are Eva Marie fans for reasons you named, right? right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against our listeners. Women are trying. I I get that. We don't just respect women we're attracted to. Okay. I I think that she gets a pass because she's pretty with a lot of people. Yep. And that's that's all I'm gonna say. Anybody, you can't really defend her work. And I'm not like, listen, she has her role. It wasn't supposed to be a serious match. It was what it was. You know what right, I mean? but I'm not, saying you're paying her. You're paying this person. She's on your roster. What does what value there, does she's there to she look add? She's yeah, there but to, there's other women there that are just as pretty, just can, as cute, and can fucking work. You can't tell me there. You can't tell me, um, Allison K. You can't she you can't tell me she can't get a get a spot there. She can't work. Ruby, Ruby right? Yeah, Ruby, you can't you let Ruby walk and you got her sitting there? Like and I'm not like I don't want to bash her. I mean, I know that I am I'm coming across as, arc, yeah. you know, that I'm burying her, but just there's other women out there that are just as attractive, just like way fucking better workers. What does she add to your roster? Like, let's take a let's take a look. Give me your top five Eva Marie matches. I think that's fair. You can't do it. We'll be here all fucking night. Very fair. <laughs> uh, United States Championship. Sheamus, the champ, defending against Damian Priest. Damian Priest defeats Sheamus via pinfall to win the title. Uh, Sheamus out there wrestling with that LeBron mask on from back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, love that. Lots of near falls. Uh, Priest hit the south of heaven. Priest was locked in a hill hook when he ripped off Sheamus' face mask and one of his strikes on Sheamus. So the opportunity for Priest to hit the reckoning to score the win. The bad bump in the early dive was scary, but Priest seemed to get his feet back under him as the match went on, eventually hitting his stride with Sheamus for this solid final stretch. They love Damian Priest, man. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah, I like him. He's good. The old, the old, the old punishment Martinez. That's a right. Vince guy right there, right? That's hey, good for him, man. Good for him. Final role. Sheamus, very underrated performer, in my opinion. If you go back in time, a lot of Sheamus's matches hold up very, 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 very well. He's just not the most charismatic, not the best promo, not kind of a different look type thing. But I always enjoy his work. Yeah. Now, there's been his, times where I've seen him put on banger matches on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, fans fucking bounce around beach balls and shit. Appreciate it right there, man. He's great. Yeah, and like you said, it's maybe the charisma. So when he he tries, he goes over the top with it, and it comes off as kind of like eh, just because it's not naturally there. You know what I mean? So that's okay. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. You have the Usos, the champions defending against the Mysterios, Ray and Dom. Uh, the Usos beat the Mysterios via pinfall to retain the title. Um. Dominic was hit with a suplex reversal and made the hot tag line. Brady briefly, briefly run through the Usos before running into a super kick from Jimmy. Jay countered Ray Springboard with another super kick, and Uso splashed, only scored a two-count near fall. Jimmy tried to follow his brother into going to the top rope, but missed the splash. 
Ray tried to hit a frog splash, but Jimmy got his knees up. He all, Ray hit the little Eddie Shimmy free. Fucking tried that frog splash, by the way. Usos hit a tandem kick, which was awful looking, in my opinion, by the way. They, basically, they, you can see where they completely missed the head, and they just tapped feet. <laughs> it's, it, it didn't look great at all. Um, and then one final Usos splash for the win. Predictable result, but it was a fun. It was a fun match. I am a fan of Don Mysterio's work. Right. I think he's a great young worker. He's been trained very well, and for him to be kind of thrust into the spot that he's in, I think he's handled himself fantastically. Uh, the Usos retain the championships. Obviously, Jimmy's legal situation, right? Not really much of an issue right now, I'm guessing. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. They want to keep the championships in the blood in the bloodline. And and I actually like, and this is kind of a little subtle thing, maybe is I like that they never put a mask on Dominic. Yeah. Because, and and it's kind of like the Ric Flair thing, the the Jordan thing, the LeBron thing that's coming up here. Ray's probably, and it's you're hard-pressed to find uh, the greatest mask wrestler of all time. So yeah, you, yeah, you can't come in and be like, well, I'm Dominic Mysterio, I've got a mask on, and... And he, and be good. You know what I mean? You can be good, but you're not your dad. Right. You know what I mean? So I love He's not trying to did. be his dad. Right. He's working, he's, he's working that style to a degree. Different body type. Works yes. it more fluidly, I believe. Um, he's safe. He has great ring awareness. I thought that, like, there was little things, like, when he tried to do the suplex to uh, Jimmy or Jey Uso on the outside, he hooked the opposite arm you normally would for a suplex on the outside on the apron, but the move was getting reversed. So he right. kind of thought ahead, you know, it's just little things like little that. Little nuances kind of, and, and yes. which he's probably been wrestling since he was fucking able to walk, you know what right. I mean? Let's, and, but those, you know, and listen, Ray, if you've never seen Ray Mysterio jr. Pre fucking knee blowouts, mm. like 20 of them, you're missing fucking greatness. I mean, that WCW legit, stuff is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, his ECW stuff with Hoovy and Psychosis, they were the first ones they brought over. Um, just And then, like, when you see the, the shit from Mexico, when he's, like, 16, 17 years old, and you can't, he's just a fucking world, like, and every, I mean, you can't even fucking keep up with him. It's just insane how good he was, and then he could mat wrestle too, which is crazy. And you think about Dominic Mysterio, you know he's wrestled with Eddie Guerrero when he was little. Like, just playing, you know what I mean? Like, Chavo, I'm sure. Like, that whole fucking lineage of guys, he has no choice but to fucking be good. Uncle Conan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out Conan. Five weeks from now, we'll give you a shout out, dog. <laughs> I forgot about that. But, but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the, he has no choice but to fucking be good. You know what I mean? He's gonna... the, 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 the joke with that was, and this is, uh, the, their podcast is good. I'm not knocking them at all. Right. But the host of uh, whatever Conan's podcast is called, he does a disco inferno, reached out to us. And, Somehow we had a, a dialogue. He goes, oh, cool, man. If you could put over the podcast on your show, that'd be great. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. He goes, yeah, man, and I'll do the same. So look for your look for your shout-out six weeks from now. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
cool. Okay, you're cool. six. You're fucking six weeks live ahead. You know, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, just funny. <laughs> when you do a podcast and it gets a little bit of growth to it, the stuff that comes with it's kind of hysterical. Hey, but shout out, shout out Ken Golden. Shout out Ken Golden, by the way. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Yeah. Fucking big, big flex over there. Big flex, bro. Logan Paul, Barstool Sports, then us. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at it. No. Well, I don't know yeah, how it hey, happened, but I ain't mad at it. Exactly. Uh, next up, this is a big talking point now, Barry. Okay. All right. Ready. SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Blair versus Becky Lynch. What we had was this was supposed to be Sasha. Yeah. Sasha wasn't medically cleared. So they bring out Carmella, and then Becky's music hits, which, big pop, of yep. course, she, deserve, she deserves it. Right. Out, been off for over a year, so yep. kind of been like, it's kind of been a thing like, when's it going to happen, when's it going to happen, when's it going to happen, no, it's happening, right? That's kind of how yep. it's been. She comes out, she basically pushes Carmella to the side, she challenges Bianca Blair for the championship, then she says, how about me and you tear out this place, to which Bianca Blair agrees. Bell rings. 20 seconds later, Becky Lynch defeats Bianca Blair via pinfall to win the title. Uh, CBS Sports gave this a D plus. What a return. Oof. Yeah, what a fucking return. I mean, and then you got the sheer balls to compare that to Punk's return. And again, not Becky's fault. Um, lazy fucking creative. Before we get into that, let me just yeah. talk about what you said initially. Go ahead, bro. The ferocity of 15,000 was way more intense than the 50,000 Becky had. It was loud, and they were happy, and she deserved it. It was not a CM Punk pop. No. If CM Punk would have walked out <laughs> in front of that many people, it would have been so much louder. I didn't. I mean, Becky is, inspires a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not insulting that at all. I'm, I think she's great for the business. I think she's a great worker. I think she's a great character. Her impact on her return after a year off from being a mom is not the same as seven and a half years off from CM Punk. Not the same. It just it, it was not the same. I, I watched both live. Not the same. No. But again, that's not even a knock on Becky because Tommy Dreamer called that CM Punk pop the greatest that he's ever seen in his life. Right. Tommy Dreamer said, that's Tommy Dreamer. That's not me just saying, oh, it's the best ever. This is Tommy Dreamer saying it's the best he's ever seen. That's a direct quote. But go ahead with your Becky stuff. I'm sorry. No, and, and like I said, it's not Becky. It's lazy fucking right. It's lazy creative. So, so Sasha's not medically cleared. You have people saying she's pregnant, all this. I've seen all these crazy ass, you know, rumors. And here you are. We, you know, which Becky may have been scheduled anyway. I don't know. I doubt it. But then we push, we push that up now because she's there. Now you, on the other side, you've got Bianca, who you have spent a year building up. She's beaten everybody. She's beaten Charlotte. She's beaten Re. She's beaten every fucking body you've put in front of her to get her to that level. And she's the most athletic fucking female wrestler I've ever seen. And she's not even trying. Like, like it's she so, to, she's like Simone Biles where she has to like slow down for the yes, competition. Yes, to, to keep up with so that other people can keep up. It's it's insane how mm -hmm. like 
I would love to see her with somebody else, another female that's just a fucking freak athlete. And and watch that. That would be insane. But you destroyed all that. You fuck what did Becky gain? Like, what did you gain from that? Nothing. They just completely pushed Bianca Blair aside. Uh, I don't think Becky Lynch was in ring shape. Oh. So I think that's kind of... But if she's such a great fucking worker, which we've heard other people say, which we know is bullshit. She's a decent worker. Right. She's been carried to several uh, good matches by Charlotte, but you can still go five, six, seven minutes. And guess what? Just lose. You know, you just lost. Right. You just, like, Bianca just got you. Yeah. That sets off a fucking angle for Monday. She can come in and fucking go, oh, I, you know, if I wasn't gone for a year, I would have beat, I would have kicked your ass. If I wasn't gone for a year. My thing is, sorry, I'm making noise over here. My thing is, I'm not above, like, Becky catching Bianca in, like, a bad spot and and getting a win. I don't love it happening in 20 seconds. I don't think Bianca's that green anymore. She's she's built a little too strong. I'm not mad about Becky winning, but like you said, five minutes in that long. No. And, And just, and have her lose, like... Get have her get caught, right? And and and, and that gives Bianca fucking credit. Like, look, I've beaten everybody, blah blah. And then Becky can come out fucking Monday, or third, whichever brand that fucking she's on, and say, hey, fucking listen, I like if I wasn't fucking gone for a year, I fucking would kick your ass. And that sets off a couple month fucking feud right there, right. Yeah, I, I, for me it sucks because the the talk the discussion we should be having right now is Becky Lynch returning, and that's yeah. not the discussion. And that's not the discussion we're having. We're discussing how they fumbled the bag. Yeah, on the return, Did Becky Lynch did a disservice by doing it like this. In my opinion, did you have to come out there and have, have her ask for a championship match? No. I mean, there's different ways you could have done this, I think. Yeah, right. And, and I get that, I get that Becky didn't lose her championship, but she also didn't lose the Raw championship. Right. Yeah, I, for, I, I forget. Did she lose the SmackDown championship or did she give it up? I don't even remember, but either maybe, way. Maybe that's the thing. I'm thinking she lost it. I don't but, remember. But either way, you could – who pays more attention than me will fucking have an answer to that. Right. But I'm saying you could have her, you know, get caught in a fucking small package, something, you know, some bridge, something, you know, crazy. Even Boom. suggest 20 seconds into a match that Bianca Blair isn't strong enough to kick out of a small package. From right. Becky Lynch. And you, you at, least just, have her wear, at least have her wear down a little bit. Yeah, but or now what? Something. What credibility? I mean, a little bit of psychology, right? What credibility does she have now that you just got beat in 20 seconds no, with, with one move? Yeah. You just so, you just fucking squashed her 
You just killed a year's worth of fucking momentum in one fucking match to try to the listen. The fans are in the building. The fans they would have got more shock value out of her putting over fucking Bianca because everyone's expecting her to win. It's oh my because that's how Becky's WWE's tef- you're right, done. Becky's it. Teflon. She's Teflon. Yes. Yes. She's she you she can't fucking hurt that. She was built up so strong. She was over stronger than any female in that company's ever been. Becky yeah, was. You're right. And so she comes in and gets fucking beat in a small package in five minutes. Or or a crazy roll up or something funky, or the ref doesn't see her foot on the rope and counts and that kicks off a fucking angle and Bianca doesn't lose anything. Right. And the fucking Becky, Becky's there. The Becky chase would have been fantastic, right? Yes. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I believe I'm a champion. Oh, I'm not quite the level I was. I got some ring rust. I got some improvement to do. Let's put in this work. Let's grind. Let's get back to where I was. Instead of just walking and just handing it to her on a silver platter. Yes. And again, the fans, how did Becky get that fucking following? The chase. She's going to beat fucking Charlotte. She's going to beat Rhonda. Fucking rah. And now it's just here. That's the WWE way. And that's what pisses people off, man. Is here, here at Brock. We're going to fucking get to that. Next up, Drew and Jinder Mahal. Kind of a grudge match type thing. Drew beat Jinder uh, via pinfall. They gave it a C right here. Um, Not a lot going on here. Jinder came out, brushed his guys to the back. Somebody said they were banned from ringside. I'm not sure about that. Um, McIntyre hit a claymore to finish the match. Spear and Shanky ran in the ring. Ten, Mahal, 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 McIntyre grabbed his sword, chased him off. Very quick win for McIntyre. The match didn't need much more than just a mid-card filler. It's, it is what it was. You got, you got Drew on the show. They had a little bit of a history with gender. You kind of told that story. You didn't really have anything for Drew, but you want to get him on the show. To me, this is what that was. I, I would have to ask the heavenly hands of Deontay because he's a gender Mahal guy. He's not going to be happy with what I just said. The, yeah. the only one that I know. So, <laughs> so I have to ask him. Says, he, he says that shit with his chest, though, man. Right. He fucking ain't scared. Next up, we have Nikki A.S.H., the champion, versus Charlotte, versus Rhea Ripley. Nikki is defending the Raw Women's Championship. All three women trade offense early. Flair went for top of moonsault, counter. Things broke down. Ripley and Flair battled one-on-one with Nikki knocked out of the ring. Flair took Ripley out with a big boot. Nikki hit a DDT for a near fall. Ripley and Flair getting a battle on the floor. This is a lot of Nikki. This is a lot of uh, Flair and Rhea going back and forth with Nikki kind of being pushed to the side this match. Is what which I got. Is the, which was the match they were working in. Right. This, this indie. Well, same, same, match you, same match you saw a, lot, a, a live show. Yep. A big moves fall from all three women. Flair hit that twisting moonsault from the top rope. That was beautiful, by the way. I've never seen I've seen her hit the moonsault. I don't know if I've ever seen her hit the twisting moonsault. But that was amazing. Um, Flair locked up Ripley to figure eight back inside the ring. Nikki broke the hold, flying off the top rope. Nikki scored another near fall on, on Flair, but found herself in a figure eight seconds later, which Nikki ASH had to tap out, which kind of saw coming. Very good match, though. I didn't think there was a lot of downtime. I thought it was a lot of action. I love Rhea and Charlotte battling. To me, they're just specimens with the underdog Nikki. I thought it made for a good dynamic. I like the match a lot. And Charlotte yeah. is, what, the 12-time champion, though? Yep, and what they all they basically did was switch out the finish. 
because at the house shows they they would Rhea and Nikki would or Rhea and Charlotte would work work work, and then Nikki would come in and get a crazy fluke pin on one mm-hmm. of them. So they just switched it out and had Charlotte go over, which, like you said, predictable. Uh, but again, Charlotte is probably your best worker there. That's there now, and she can carry the fucking she can carry the strap. Therefore, now. So next up, we have Edge and Rollins. First off, Edge hit the brood entrance. I see. I see. Amazing. That. That was amazing. That was so cool. He came with the glasses, then of course came out with his Alter Bridge song halfway through, whatever, whatever. Uh, these guys have a history from 2014 where Seth could have hit the curb stop but didn't. And then of course Edge comes back. Uh, both dudes kind of ran through their greatest hits. I thought the uh, spear into the pedigree. So Edge, I don't know if you saw this. Edge went for a spear, to which Rollins countered with a pedigree. Didn't hook the arms, but just hit the pedigree i thought the announcing kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that because you could say that edge kicked out because rollins didn't hook the arms i thought but that's very nitpicky on my part i guess <laughs> that's what we do uh, that's what we're supposed to do but rollins tried to hit the stomp for edge hit a spear through the ropes and both men crashed out of the floor once they got inside the ring um that's when the spear happened that which was kind of crazy I, that was a i think seth rollins is a wrestling savant i think he's amazing um, Edge actually hit the old educator submission, Ooh. which was dope. So I like to talk about greatest hits. That was he also hit the glam slam for his wife. Okay, which which I thought was very cool. Uh, Edge picked up the win with a crossface sleeper. So he hit a crossface first, which you know he Rollins kind of fought out of. To which he Edge didn't break the legs. I'm kind of giving you a visual here as I do it. He right. had the, his legs. He had his legs still around his arm. And instead of with a crossface, after the crossface got broke, he put on the sleeper. To which Rollins tapped. I would have been cool with Rollins passing out, maybe. Right. With a sleeper, but good match. Really, 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 really good match. And with those two, you can't. They probably couldn't have a bad match, I guess, in no. their fucking sleep. So. I mean, but I'm sure if you asked them, they'd be like, "Ah, it's okay. Like we could have did better." <laughs> Next up, this is when this match come. I actually thought we was going to the main event. I completely forgot about this match. To me, this is the point of the show where everyone like kind of rolled their eyes, like, "Oh my god, this is taking so long." Uh, Bobby Lashley defended the WWE Championship against Goldberg. Uh, I thought Goldberg looked. Cl- I thought Goldberg <laughs> for the first time I've seen in a while. I thought he looked old, like physically. He wasn't as stout as he has been in the past. Um, Lashley basically ragdolled him, then he won, and then his Goldberg son came in and Lashley ragdolled him too. So it was like real life, like yeah. what would happen in fucking real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody put the worst fucking thing they could have done was heading into that. Somebody put a video out of Goldberg running the ropes, and my God. I was like, he's 70. Like, there's there's no way he can do anything anymore. And it's, you know, it's just his body's breaking down from so much. But, man, there's a time. I, I get it. Vince's, those checks cash, brother. But, fuck, there's a time you go, you got to let that legacy fucking, you know, let it fucking get out there. 
I think what sucks about this is the post-match stuff tells me there could be a potential rematch. Well, he has, what, his contract's two matches a two year? Two more matches, yeah. So, I mean, he'll win the fucking next one. Lashley will put him over, and then Lashley will take it back from him, which is fucking dis- if. I guess I I would if I was lashed I'd be like sure I'll fucking do it and then just beat the absolute shit out of him and be like do not come back. Tennessee Lee out here with Harlem Heat, the stud, Robert Fuller baby. August nineteenth, nineteen ninety six, Nitro is what I'm watching while we record. We're gonna get the Sherry Martell, Sherry and Colonel Robert getting married in Vegas. <laughs> Next up. The main event. Your Trump boy. Chief, head of the table. Chris Rucker. Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, Rucker loves you've seen, him. You've seen the picture. He had the sting gloves on. The man was fucking ready for his party. I'm just it was, a, it, was a, it was a Roman shirt, sting gloves, and two belts. Yeah, something like that. And I don't know. He might have even had Zubas on. I didn't see the pants <laughs> he had on. Oh, man. Next up, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, John Cena. I thought that Roman pretty much had his way with Cena this entire match. This is what it was This is what it was supposed to be. Cena had you thinking a couple times, right, that maybe hope, he hope could pull out. Yeah. John Cena's a great worker. Yeah. I mean, for him to take that time off and come in and deliver the kind of match that he did, I thought it was a really good match. And then he just basically got ragdolled and sold for Roman. I thought it was beautiful. Obviously, the big match, big story from this match, excuse me, is the post-match stuff when we got a man bunned up Brock Lesnar. With a beard. Beard, black tank, and boot-cut jeans. Noticeably smaller. I did think he was. He looked smaller. Uh, his, it's He's off the cycle this month. His cycle starts up. Next month when he gets in the ring with Roma. <laughs> he'll but be he'll be on the juice. I thought that Paul Heyman sold it amazingly. Yeah. Uh I don't know if Brock will beat Roman. I don't know if also, he comes back thing, if he wasn't. This is a great surprise. It was awesome to have Roman back or Brock back. And it was cool. Yeah. It was a cool moment. But I'm gonna be that guy. We've seen this before. Now you can say no. You can say that we haven't seen this Roman against Brock, right? Which is, I'll listen to that argument. I'm not mad at it. But at the end of the day, we've seen this match several times, and the Brock return was great. It was good. Big pop, deserved it. Brock Lesnar, all-time legend, Hall of Famer. One of the best workers in the history of the business. That's a big statement. I, I know. A, you, you just gave me a, a fucking head shake there. I was like, what? Go you just ahead. gave me a look, but I would, I would argue that he's one of the best of all time. Just because he draws he, money, he draws money. Just because he hasn't been as available to us as we would like. Yep. And even then, for what he does, it is impactful. Oh yeah. I'm all for Brock Lesnar and being in professional wrestling world. I think it's fucking great. Do you think? I did see. Of course, you did see the people on Twitter who got to get themselves over, like talk about, like compare, because you know on Twitter we got to compare everything now, right? That's, that's what they were doing. CM Punk to Becky Lynch. They compared to CM Punk to Brock Lesnar. Again, I didn't think it had the 
even it was an amazing moment to me. It wasn't even in the fucking parking lot. Wasn't close. Wasn't close. Brock Lesnar is a needle mover, though. I was cool with it, and I'm very looking forward to uh, whatever they do with him, Roman, and Paul Heyman. I'm very much looking forward to that. I and I think SmackDown is SmackDown is the show as far as WWE, and this kind of solidifies that as well. I agree with that. Uh, see, I think people are suspecting that Paul is going to turn on Roman and go back with Brock. Mm-hmm. But I think Paul teases it and hits Brock with the fucking belt or whatever the fuck he has and and stays with Roman. And then that kind of kicks that off, I think. I think there will be some... Uh, well... Again, I'm giving fucking WWE fucking way too much credit here for, uh, you know, their writing. And they still haven't fucking called me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I'm just, all they got to do is tune in and fucking go, wow, we should maybe go into that. Man, here um, comes Flair and Arn with Woman and Miss Elizabeth. Wow. Miss Elizabeth. Oh, Lauren's got that four horseman shirt on. It's just legendary. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me no, no, I was just thinking it was the fucking shame Luger got a hold of Miss Elizabeth back in Ooh. the Shocks. <laughs> Stiff. That's probably where we should uh, end the show, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking me, dog, and fu- No, Luger, I guess Luger's a changed man now. I don't fucking know. Well, they all are. He does the church ministry shit with uh, Nikita. Uh, did you enjoy SummerSlam? Yes, it was it was actually uh, decent. I thought it was okay. It was okay to me. It was it was it. I think decent's the good word. Yeah, I I enjoy WWE pay per views because I enjoy the ring work. I don't always in. It's it's that it's that three hour raw I struggle with. Right, Smack it's that the finishes, the fucking finishes. Also, I. I'm, I'm now I'm a fan of this man, so take it with a grain of salt. I think Pat McAfee adds so much. Like it's a noticeable difference between the SmackDown matches and the Raw matches, in my opinion. So, who was who was commentating Michael Cole? Pat McAfee. Okay, because somebody like posted like they were a a good fucking team. So I was just fantastic. like, okay, yeah, fantastic. All right, you got anything else? No. When I tell you the, that this show's been over an hour, you're going to be shocked. Because we've had so much fun. We have. So I got to uh, disqualify myself from the Olympics. Like old Richardson did. And she came back and got smoked. And came back and shit the bed. Got dusted. But fucking, that's okay. That happens. She's though. young. She'll get right. Well, again, those girls fucking had been running train Olympic training. And this girl... Got left at home. You know what I mean? Like, she she wasn't getting it. So, uh, no no fucking, you know, she's ran those numbers and shit before, and she'll be back. And I I think she can, you know, do business. Um, we'll do shout-outs for this. We'll do shout-outs. Fuck it. You really want to fucking shout these motherfuckers out? Fully posed. Well, Jeff and Scott, we'll do it real quick. We'll do the big one this week. We'll do the toy show. Jeff and Scott are fully posed. We'll check them out. Their episode dropped today as we record. It's on Sunday. Breaker and Bane Power Hour, the same. Haven't listened to fully posed. We'll do listen to Breaker and Bane Power Hour. 
fantastic takes. I love all their takes. It's a really, really, really good show. Check out Drew and Caitlin over at Tales from the Estate. Check out all the Ohio players. Travis Fowler, I love you, brother. Can't wait to see you next time. Ty, had to shave Dominator's head. I saw that. Poor had kid. Some stuff. Had his brother, brother's bald now. Right. No, but shout out to everybody. Cody Baker, Greco, Cleaner, Dobro, Wrestling, Wrestling Toy Tracker, Wrestling Figure News Source, all you guys. I love you all so much, man. Appreciate y'all. Ringside Art, I think we... Uh... I don't know if you mentioned him. Fucking Sammy. Uh, Nick Haddix. Uh, who the hell else is out? Tara. Um, my goodness. Fucking Sam Finley. Did you see Sam Finley flexed? Put his wife up on the big flex. They said, what's your biggest flex? He put his wife up. I was like, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, dog. Uh, so shout out to Sam. Uh, he's okay. He's a Clemson guy. It's all right. And uh, Deontay, the man of heavenly hands, he had a birthday recently. So fucking birthday, Deontay. I fucking love that kid, man. Actually, yeah, that's fucked up. I love that man. He is a yeah. good, he is a good, good, good man. I like him a lot. He went on a rant about some poor guy parking. <laughs> you know what I mean? About fucking parking. Fucking Justin Summers. We got to get you and Cleaner together for the rough and rowdy brawl. Hot book of the territory and tie candace fucking the ohio players so shout out to you guys man we we actually do uh love all you guys and we appreciate it and uh thanks for listening tonight you can follow me on twitter at bfrost28 eric drop the credentials sir you can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. Download, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it may be. Check us out. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. Support us. We love you guys so much. Thank you for the support. I had a lot of fun doing this show, Barry. I can't, I can't wait to do, do more wrestling shows in the future as I stutter. Yeah, and, and I did too. Uh, but I also, and I forgot these shout outs here and you're going to fucking probably get in trouble for it. But, uh, I want to give a shout out to your biggest fan, Timmy, Timmy Witt. Uh, he's got, I guess, uh, Lexington, Kentucky on fucking lockdown. I mean, for figures, anything. My dad's buddy that fucking likes you. Every- Timmy Witt, shout out, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, we were toy talking there he was texting me shout out to him shout out to my daughter kenley uh shout out to lily bug shout uh, out to kenley shout out to kids man uh emma why all you guys thanks for listening uh but you will never be the true star that's me and eric so with that good night and god bless yeah hey. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Eric and Barry are up with ETF and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live
shit will be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor Doing the favor Until next time, doing the favor